Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. To another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's the girl Shade. Hey, bitches. It's the girl Charles Pinky. I didn't know we were singing and I'm not prepared. It's Glenn. Oh, I kind of sang. That was melodic. <laughs> it was. Chelsea, why are you in the baño? Because Glenn wasn't responding to my text about if we were recording. <laughs> it was so then in I the told calendar. the boys. I know, but you weren't responding to the text. So then I told them there's people at my house. So I was like, oh, chances are we're probably not recording. I'm pretty sure Glenn is pretending to be asleep. <laughs> then it turns out that you weren't. So nice. of it now all. <laughs> so now they went to get wings and I don't want the wings to get rerouted because I also want wings. So I'm just going to do a quick episode in the bathroom and eat wings. Cute. I'm trying to understand why the wings would get rerouted. Because they would leave the apartment. Because they would have to leave the apartment. Like they, they got like 20 the wings. wings. They wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't just leave 20 wings for me. Rerouted? I don't understand. Okay, I don't know. I'm not following. She She's just saying she doesn't want them to leave and maybe go to like another friend's place. And got then it. the wings won't come to her place. I see. Yeah. Okay. 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 We're all clear on the wings. <laughs> the going on? She doesn't get it. She's a vegetarian. I don't understand that word rerouted. I was like, what is it? The delivery person's not going to come if you don't go in the bathroom? No, my it. friends are the delivery people. I, I get it. Now. I'm following. I'm picking up or what you're putting even down. Even if they weren't, they could have edited the delivery address to another friend's place, which would then be a reroute. Okay. Correct. That makes sense too. But either way, Charles Pinky gets no wings. No wings. Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> Now, shall we? On red or reply. Comments. On red or reply. I'll start. So I'm going to reply to, I mean, I guess this is my life now. It was another great bridal shower. (laughs) (laughs) This one was, um, I'm especially replying to this one because um, the games were super creative Mm. and I've been playing like kind of the same games. So this one Mm. was cool because it was like creative new games that I hadn't played. So that was cool. Um, Also replying to a new restaurant that my friend actually helped open called St. Theo's in the West Village ate there last night and it was delicious so i saw you tagged it and i went to the page it looks fine what kind of food is it it's so good we should go it's um it's it's italian it's supposed to mimic like venice say less i'm there it looks mad good it's so good so we should go i'm very down i'm like like pencil me dead ass because <laughs> i'm always ready for italian yes are you leaving anything on red this week or you're just a no. happy camper happy camper over here okay cute so I'm going to reply to Love Island. I feel like we've spoken about this before. I don't know if we've ever really gone into it. And Chelsea, I feel like you might like it. You might. I try it, but you have to you tell me which one to it. watch. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the season names. Shade is more of a stand than I am. She might be able to recommend one. I know you liked, like, um, what was that show where they have, like, Are You the One? I know you and Jermaine watch Are You the One? I also really like that show. Wait, is that the one with the pods? No. Too hot. No. Is that Love is Blind? blind. Are You the One is where they have like a match in the house, but they don't know who it is and they're trying to find the perfect match. I never watched that. I thought she said you watched that. Never Uh heard of this show. That show is good as hell. That show is low-key ratchet. You should watch that show. Um, But Are You the... I mean, Love Island is... 
just a bunch of single and I only watched the one from the UK not the US one Mm-mm. and they're all trying to find their love but people their loves get thwarted because they bring in other hot people in the middle and they go to this thing called Casa Amor where they give them like a whole slew of people to choose from and everybody's shit gets all messed up but it's also like really cool to watch like how people move in relationships and dating and how they decide like who they want to choose mm-hmm. and like how easily people's um what do they say? Their heads um, get turned. Yeah, how easily their heads get turned and how, <laughs> when they don't get turned and what they find attractive in partners is very interesting. I really find it to be like a social study. Do you and, have like an example? Um, well, because every me, episode, more or less, someone new is coming in. Right. So like you might match up with someone and start kind of like getting to know them. But then like someone else might come in who is like physically your type. And then you're like, hmm. And then you know, you're still talking to people and then you're like, oh shit, I realize I'm like, I like Chelsea more than I like Glenn. And, and then I my kind of think that's turned. the problem with our generation personally. Right. So I there's mean, one yes. I'm watching like, right now. This, this guy came on, started dating this black girl. Everybody agrees that they love her. She's one of the only black girls to start the show. Chocolate girl, fine as hell. As the show goes on, she becomes everybody's friend. Everybody talks about how great of a heart she has. She's just, uh, um, what do they call her? She's a rocket. She's a rocket. They friend zone her. Oz is a rocket, but they friend zone her like crazy. So he starts off with her, but he's not sure. Then he switches to this other girl who swipes him because they have this like matching ceremony and the girls can choose sometimes and the boys can choose other times. So this one girl knows that this guy and Kaz are dating, but she's like, I want him. Is this and when she, she was with him. Tobias? Toby, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Toby. <laughs> was not real they were never really gonna do anything I know but whatever that's how they started then this other girl takes him away and when they when they choose each other they have to sleep in the same bed which makes me which is such an interesting thing to look at with like intimacy these people will be dating for four days and you'll think that they are like about to be married because they spend every waking minute together in (laughs) bed with one another it's really crazy Josie's face. And they all sleep in the same room together and share beds with each other. So it's like a room of like 30 <laughs> beds and they're all in the beds together. Yeah, this seems like a low budget kind of um no, it's <gasps> very high budget. Low actually. budget. It's, it's love like they couldn't afford different rooms. No, it's all a part no, of the social the study. Part of okay, it. just give me a I'm trying you to guys run it down among yourselves, like the season that that someone should start with, and then I'll start. I would start at least from season three. Season one was very ratchet. I didn't even finish it. And season two was still a little eh. So at least season three. But the thing is, like, there's like 60 plus episodes in a season. It's crazy. But it is like a big show in the UK. It comes on every single day. Yep. In the UK. I know we have Love Island fans out there. So anyone, BGT fam, who is a Love Island stan like us, let us know um, how you feel. If you are caught up, unlike Glenn, let us know what you feel about the winning couple. Oh, I can't wait. Have a little kiki. Yes, it's so good. Um, what are you leaving on So red? I'm leaving on red this dumbass show, The Activist, um, which is coming oh. out via CBS, hosted by Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and um, Julianne Hough. Blackface. Um, who did blackface. <laughs> Correct. The girls have not forgotten. She said Hough. Hough. Um, so the activist, the premise of this show is that activists go head to head in challenges to promote their causes with their success measured via online engagement, social metrics, and the host's input. Very nonsensical to me. Now, I spent a lot of time going through posts that, um, you know, because the girls are dragging them. 
And some people said some really interesting things. Someone at Dinah Steve Hunt said, how is this even remotely okay and being celebrated when the money being used for the production for this whole thing could just have been given directly to the work being done? And then also without encouraging unnecessary competition for resources that we already have to face in real life. Mm-hmm. Someone else, Elodie D. Rover. This is an incredibly damaging concept for a show. Activism isn't a quote unquote game and when done properly, It's not and shouldn't be performative or something you can win. Beyond that, the idea that activists will be working against each other is so dangerous, upholding the very oppression that they are seeking to fight against. For so many people around the world, it's incredibly risky to even engage in activism, let alone to call yourself an activist for fear of retribution and repercussions. Measured in engagement and metrics, turning activism into a performative social media support in a glamorous arena, albeit with three judges who have no qualifications or credentials in that sphere, undermines everything that that true activism should be about and stands for. It's just crazy to me. Um, It's it's like these tone-deaf ass companies, production companies, brands that see some shit and think that like it's a trend to hop on and, and, and following a year of so, so much activism, activism and uprisings, somebody up in that sweet thought, this would make a great show. And it, it just does not. Now, CBS um, <laughs> released a statement and they said, um, oh, and this is in conjunction with Global Citizen, which I did not realize until this moment. The you concert? Yeah, I think so, because okay. Global Citizen is also like a organization or something. They said the activist spotlights individuals who've made it their life's work to change the world for the better, as well as the incredible and often challenging work they do on the ground in their communities. This is not a reality show to trivialize activism. On the contrary, our aim is to support activists everywhere, show the ingenuity and dedication they put into their work and amplify their causes to an even wider audience. I really don't even know what that means. That didn't say anything. Yeah, no. And also no to the show, but I am also curious to to find out if like what my mind tells me what happened. Because like, I feel like in the struggle Olympic Olympics, like black people are going to be left in the back. Mm. So like, I feel like there's going to be like an animal activist that wins. Oh yes. <laughs> like Entirely. Everyone loves animals. Ugh. No one cares about black people. So let's see who wins. It'll be interesting. That's such a great point, Chelsea. You're not wrong. You're Gross. not wrong. Gross. It does make me, it makes me upset for the, the people who would be participating in this thinking that they're going to get some type of like, I don't know, actually, I don't want to judge the people. I'm sure they're doing great things off of this platform. And the fact that they're getting roped into this shit, maybe under the guise that like, this is going to give their cause like, like, uh, you know, some eyes and amplify their cause, but it, it's, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's also interesting that it's like the winner is measured by social media mm-hmm. metrics and not like money raised or like, I don't right. know, s- signatures on a petition. <laughs> I don't know. But, but like, see, there's no way to choose a winner when when somebody's active, like um, advocating for a cause, because that's saying that somebody's cause is more important than somebody else's cause. And you can't measure that on how many signatures that person got, like or how yeah. much money they raised. But you can m- measure it on likes. You can't, you can't measure it on likes either. I mean, you can't measure it on any of oh, those okay. things. I was like, what? sorry, I meant that part too. The <laughs> likes thing is is interesting because it feels like a direct response to like the, the way that activism has become performative mm-hmm. in this era. So mm-hmm. somebody else saw that as like, well, everybody else is posting their shit on Instagram and Twitter. That's how they should put, po- that's how we should measure their wins. How, how much have they spread their message, which is something we've spoken about on past episodes, right? Like in some ways, like we were talking about that whole black square thing and how it was hella performative, but 
then it also like mobilized people, but like not really maybe mobilized in terms of like the consciousness or like the things that we were collectively talking about, but it doesn't always, it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're still going through with the show. I thought they were going to cancel the damn thing. It's coming out in like a couple weeks, child. Hopefully no one watches it. And the ratings are just really bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> I know. I kind of feel like the ratings will not be bad because I've been seeing it all over social media. So like, I know, lots right? of free press. What yeah. about you, Shade? What are you reading and replying? Um, so for my on red, if you were living under a rock and you know your your social media is just not going crazy, it was New York Fashion Week, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just so like weird to just see this like the pomp and circumstance that goes into this time of the year which like I love in terms of like the actual like fashion and like all the beautiful outfits and like it's really fun to see what different designers are working on but it's really corny to just see like the flexiness (laughs) of the city that comes out around this time and I just wish that would stop like I wish these things were more accessible and like fashion didn't feel like this like in place you have to be to know the no like I just wish it was way more normal and I don't know how that would happen since I guess a huge part of it is the celebrity and grandeur of it all but it's just like you see people and they just feel so corny. I just wish the corniness could just like get cut out. It's like a leper fashion week whackness. And I just want to leave that on red. <laughs> fashion week seemed mixier than ever this year, but I think it's also because in the past fashion week was this like, the fashions, like the editors and all this shit were the ones who went. And it was something that we just kind of watched. And now there's like TikTok celebrities that go. It's influencer heavy. And you know, the influencers are going to post, post, post. And then the editors have become influencers as well. So it's just this whole thing that feels like it's more for show than it is about like That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I feel like in the past you did kind of have this like, yes, editors were the face of like their magazine. And so like you have like an Anna Wintour, but like most people might not know like the beauty editor unless you're kind of like in the industry. And now it's like the beauty editor is the face of this magazine. And they, you know, it's like a whole thing. Which in a way maybe means that it's becoming more accessible. Like I would think it kind of is. Yeah, because I feel like in the past it was like you kind of had to know and understand fashion and like be a, a, a a student of fashion to Mm -hmm. kind of understand what was going on. Whereas now it's like everybody on Instagram is like going to some of it. To something. There's something you could go to. Yeah. Although I think, yeah, go ahead, Chelsea. And like the editors are people that are like on your Instagram. Like they're not like these highfalutin people anymore. So follow their stories. That's true. No, that's also true. I guess fine. Great. Amazing. Let's just like make it not feel so elitist, which I feel like is very hard to do in fashion. It's and let's fashion. also not be so fucking corny. Calm the fuck down. Calm down. People are so hype. We just, we're still in this fucking pandemic. I feel like people are just hype about fashion week, you know, to have some shit to do. Some, That's some true. place to go, something to post. But at least like turn a look. Like yeah. shout outs to um, London girl NYC, Amanda. Like I love her because like she turns looks like shit I have not seen. She's no shade so to fly. some of our favorite brands, but like I keep seeing the same shit, the same bags, the same shoes. Give me the fashions. The fashions. <laughs> um, That's true. 
So that's what I'm leaving on red. Oh, I'm also going to really quickly leave uh, birth control on red. I feel like I said this already. I am still pushing my campaign, the shoot up the club campaign <laughs> um, in partnership with Planned Parenthood one day. Thank you for adding the one day. Um, <laughs> or you know what? Maybe not Planned Parenthood. Maybe like a black owned or something. I don't know. Uh, company to get you men vasectomies. So, yes, um, there's that. My insurance is now saying I can only get one pack of my pills a month. What the fuck is that? You only need one pack of pills a month. Every single that time. That means I have to go to the pharmacy every month when my doctor's trying to give me three at a time. Don't go to the pharmacy. Use, um, I'll tell capsule. you the capsule, yeah. They mail it to your house. Oh, but you okay. still have to have a meeting with your. Oh yeah, maybe Capsule will let you do the three. You don't, I'll try don't Capsule. You use, but... Don't you go to Tia? You don't have to have a meeting. Yeah, I her do insurance go to Tia. is saying that she has to do that. You just, just okay. I don't know your insurance, so I can't speak for it. But yeah. I, I just I DM them or message them, and I'm like, I need more, and they send me more. But then here's the other thing. Sometimes I'm just not home. Like I would like to be able to get multiple packs. Whatever. That's for yeah. Me that's to take weird. Up. Yeah. No, it's Aetna. problematic because what if you follow for you, Etna? <laughs> what if you travel? You run yeah. out I had Etna, right. though. I had yeah. Etna. They always gave me three packs. You need to talk to somebody. Well, okay, what are you replying to? Yeah, because this is sounding, this yeah, is not sounding like the uh, amount of insurance that the company I work for is paying. This is some bullshit. Right. That's ridiculous. I am replying to, oh my God, Chelsea, get excited. TV shows that I've been watching because I've been inside. <gasps> oh I'm so excited for her. So I watch shows. Um, Glenn got me on to this show called Caliphate. I highly recommend it. It's so good. It's about these, um, people in Sweden who become like Islamic extremists. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like a tie between Sweden and Syria. Fucking fascinating. Highly recommend. So good. Um, Money Heist, Casa de Papel, which was just like my OG fave, which I actually always watch already finished the damn season now netflix is on some bullshit where they give you half the season now and they're gonna do the remainder in december oh and i'm vexed and if i have money heist fans out there you know what the fuck they did and i'm hurting i'm like i cried like i shed a tear so they must have murked somebody i gotta get back into that show right it ain't right and jaws over here like well oh well because he didn't particularly like that character and i'm like wow you're very rude um and then nine perfect strangers which i started today on hulu nicole kidman is a weird weird woman Crazy, <laughs> highly recommend so yeah if you watch any of those shows tell me what you think also a little plug for well i, didn't, I haven't seen these yet but scenes from a marriage is coming out on hbo max marriage. tonight it's based on like some I don't even know where this person was from. Some some famous ass show that was like a European show called Scenes from a Marriage. Maybe like Dutch or something and they're remaking it. I mm. think that might be interesting. And you know what just came out on Zeus today? I got the email. Doses of Drea. So when this is done, I'm about to see what she's up to. Y'all are birds. I love Why her. Why do you want to know what Loki. Drea is doing? Right. I'm like, I actually don't care, but I do. I'm going to watch. <laughs> I had to unfollow her because she was starting to annoy me. I just think she's so cute um you know she's a little cutie um and also quick plug i'm rewatching all of the harry potters those are such great films yeah jk rowland but the films are great and they are max they're so good they are really good i actually like remember going to see them in the movies yeah i was like a little harry potter nerd See, I don't remember. Maybe I was, but I don't think I ever saw like the fourth one and I'm on the fourth one now. And like, 
good. I got I got to be overwhelmed by them. They started to just get really complicated. It started to be a lot. And I just stopped. But yeah. I love when a show like brings you into another world and mm-hmm. like the new like the world that you're in is so thought out. Like there's yes. details. There's like mm-hmm. Like it I like, like stuff like operates that. in a way that like it makes sense. It has its right. own like it's like a code. real it's other a world. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that's a, really cool. That's like why people love um, what are those superhero movies? Marvel, Marvel. Marvel. Like that's like it's like Wait, a thought out world. Like, did you watch Clickbait, Chelsea? Oh yeah, that's the I've other one watched you watched. The first two episodes and it's not good so far. But everyone's talking about it, so I'll give it another chance. But the first two episodes. I mean, like, watch good. it if you have nothing else to do. But mm. that's yeah, what I to told me, you. Netflix content is like not my favorite. I like HBO. If I'm <gasps> thinking about like acting and like Netflix story, no, Netflix has some good stuff. Mm, their content's okay to me. But but yeah, clickbait. You know, it's it gets you in the middle. You're like, oh, 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 and then it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I could have got those hours of my time back. To be honest. I was I mean, entertained, but I could have got the time back. Yeah. Um, okay, ladies, I have a quick hotline bling. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's Sunday, but tomorrow is the first m- Monday in May, but really September. And I want us to have a Met Gala group <gasps> chat. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. This will be out after that happens, but yeah, likely be doing some content. We likely will have seen some content, some reviews. The theme is what, Americana or some shit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I never understand the themes. It's like celebrating American designers, what Americana means to you. So Virgil said said he's going to be making like an ode to dip set. Like when they went into that Americana world, they like, did do that. They because they really did. Yeah, some people are gonna That's do very like very classic American designers, like your Tommy, Tommy Ralph Lauren, yeah. yeah. So Mark Jacobs, but potentially, <laughs> you know. I mean, I feel like it's very open for interpretation this year. So I'm excited to see what people do because I like to see the creativity. Well, I love uh, Zendaya. Like, so yes. as long as yes. she's there, because literally she always looks perfect. Shout out to Luxury Law. Oh, Law. Literally every single time she looks great. I'm excited to see. I wonder if the city girls are invited. Like, I wonder if all the girls are invited because I want to see what they're going to turn out. I feel like. Can't you see this getting racist? Like, maybe a few years ago, it could have got real racist. I see a Confederate flag. I I was going to say, I've seen Confederate flags. Like, on like a tattered Honestly, American flags kind of freak me out. I don't want to see that. Yeah, so we'll see. But that's where I think it'll be interesting because we are in this point where I think people are like very much like America girl. What what are we doing? And so it's going to be a little bit of like, which is why it's what an interesting taking jabs. Hopefully people use it to make commentary as well. I think they definitely will. Yeah, that's our future hotline bling. And you guys can DM us. Maybe maybe I can get my life together and do some posts on social. But I might be (laughs) so distracted. Who knows? All right. Hey, BGT family. It's your girl, Chels Pinky. Uh, I know these are very strange times. You know, we've been in quarantine for over a year now, and things are slowly but surely going back to normal. But for some of us, we might need a little help in terms of our mental health and all that we've been going through. I just started speaking to a therapist, and it's been a great experience for me. Talkspace makes it super easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions, all from the comfort of your home. 
you can start messaging with a therapist the same day that you sign up, which is pretty cool. You don't have to wait for any appointments, you know, scheduling that with, you know, going back to work and all the other things that are happening are is difficult. Um, I also think it's important to talk to someone who's licensed and a professional because sometimes you go to your family or your friends and confide in them and you don't actually get any practical advice. So Talkspace is an incredible option if you need to talk to someone who is licensed, who is professional. Um, if you match with a licensed therapist, when you go on to Talkspace.com, you'll get $100 off your first month with the promo code BGT. That's BGT, of course, for Black Girls Texting. And that's $100 off when you use BGT at Talkspace.com. Trust me, the hardest part is getting started. Love ya. We're coming live to you from the studio. We're at WTF Media. You know where we be. And if you're watching the videos, uh, it's a little bit because we have these 7-Eleven cups on the table, but the contents of the cups are not ratatatatata. We're working no. with our friends at Washington Wine yet again. We've we got to taste wines from two different brands this month. The first one is called Brook and Bull. Um, Brook and Bull, I should say. Um, and they represent varietals and blends that showcase Washington State fruit at its best. And today, what's what one are we tasting? What's on that one, Shade? Oh, okay. The one with the cork. The one with Stuck the cork. behind baby. the mic. Oh, so we have a Malbec. It's Walla... Oh, Walla Walla Valley. It's a 2019. And it's lovely. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I good. loved the Brooklyn Bowl. Um, and something cool about the brand is that the owner and winemaker, her name is Ashley Trout, she saw a need for local vineyard and cellar workers to have access to health care um, because many industry jobs do not include health healthcare plan for most of their employees. So they're a 100% nonprofit profit organization that focuses on providing access to health care for vineyard workers. Um, and then... We also uh, got some wines from Vladimir Estates. They sent us a Chardonnay and a Malbec. We have a Malbec here today. Um, and we talked to one of their assistant winemakers. Her name is Devyani Isabel Gupta, who shared that all of the people that work for the wine brand on the most top senior levels of management are women and women of color. Yes. And we love to hear it. Love that. So shout out Washington Wine. Shout out Washington Wine. Listen, y'all have just been making our lives so lovely and we love working with you all. But we're going to transition because we have a lovely guest. Our black girl doing shit. Yes. (laughs) My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. Okay, we literally just talked about your last name and I'm gonna Ah. All right. We're joined by Brooke Devard Ozayinli. Ozidenly. 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 You know what it is? Because I have created how <laughs> to pronounce your last name in my brain and now it's like etched in there. Anywho. We'll fix it. Brooke <laughs> created her Naked Beauty podcast in twenty sixteen to uplift and tell the stories of amazing women in beauty. And Listen, Naked Beauty has interviewed over a hundred amazing women, amazing women on their approach to beauty, self-care, skincare, and wellness. The conversations are super unfiltered and they're vulnerable. And Brooke really aims to inspire her listeners with each 
episode. Um, we've had the honor of talking to you in the past, and we have another episode that we're partnering with you on. But beyond the podcast, Brooke has built a truly engaged and diverse community on her Naked Beauty Planet, where she's able to share more of her beauty favorites and spark community dialogue about the beauty industry. And we're just so excited to have you here today. We're going to get into a lot. Um, Chelsea's planned this episode, and she's adamant about getting beyond just beauty and 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 really getting into I don't even know where to begin into like, you I want to know because I feel like you like share so much of yourself mm-hmm. on Instagram but I just want to I yes. want to dig a little deeper yeah. that's okay and we I love that okay good I'm excited I feel like I'm highly opinionated and I don't you know I interview people all the time but I don't get interviewed that much oh. So I'm excited. oh, oh my god it. yeah well, when Chelsea shared the doc with us she was like how do you all feel about this what do you think and I was like this is amazing. And she was like, we're getting to know her. And I was like, okay. okay." (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) All right, let's hop in. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Okay. So I'm just going to be candid. I just, I just, we, we talk about everything in our group chat. So something that we talk about a lot is motherhood. None of us are mothers yet, but I follow this page on Instagram for the love of birth. Okay. And What, what is for the love of birth about? Okay. So I've sent you all videos. Of women least, giving birth. Probably, oh, I'm, like, probably, I'm surprised. I'm actually, I shouldn't send it to you because I don't want you to flag it. Means. There's an account that's called like Badass Mother Birther, which is like these very graphic videos oh, yeah. of like a baby's head, like coming up. emerging from the vaginal canal. Mm-mm. And then all the juices coming out. Everything. Yeah. yeah I, mean, why I like you saying that. this and like smiling. Because I, I <laughs> it's think it's cool. so cool. Yeah, it's I do cool. think it's cool. It's like, what? My vagina can do that? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. And, I hope to be able to do that one day, but I'm also like really scared. You read all of the statistics, especially about black women. Mm -hmm. And you think if Beyonce almost died, if Serena Williams almost died, that means I can definitely almost die. Mm -hmm. So like I'm obsessed with it, but also like very afraid of it. Totally. But anyways, we're obsessed with Mavi. Oh, thank you. But also, can I ask how was the process of birth? Yes. Well, I like you was very scared. I would interview mothers on my podcast and I would be like so lots of questions <laughs> first <laughs> like your body changing that much I think right. I've been and I heard you Chelsea talking about how you've been you know into your weight and weighing yourself but I think my whole life I was a size zero size two yeah maybe size two at the most very small person and it was this idea of like okay one when you have a child you, you can't like diet there's no like intermittent fasting like you right. have to yeah. eat for your baby there's no like oh I'm gonna have like a skinny day and like have Mm-mm. like no you're right. eating to nourish child. So I had a lot of concerns about how my body would change. And I would hear all of these things about people's ab walls separating and, you know, what? which is which is a reality of childbirth. It's called um, di- diastis recti. Oh, I've heard of this. Ab, yes. Your ab walls I didn't know that's what it was. separate. Oh yes. God, it's very um, sci-fi. Yeah. But, you know, and I heard <laughs> these stories space. about, you know, obviously we all know about stretch marks. Yeah. We all know about people that, um, you know, they like I, I heard this thing about someone who would like sex wasn't the same for them because they're vaginal walls you know just to get just yeah, to dive into yeah, it at yeah. the start of this episode jump in yeah jump right in, so there was so there was there was this like physical concern like i'm gonna do this thing to my body and my body's never gonna be the same right because i think there's like snapback culture which is like this idea that you give birth and your body goes right back to where mm-hmm. it was and then there's like the other extreme of snapback culture which is like your body is ruined and will never be the same yeah right and then I heard about your breasts and your breasts deflating from breastfeeding, so all of this stuff. So I was concerned about that. And then I was actually just afraid to give birth. And yeah. like, 
push a child out of my body. Mm. Um, I somehow got into the delusion that I was going to do a natural birth. I took, um, mm. yeah, I took all of these courses on hypnobirthing and like basically like you do all these exercises. And I actually know a lot of people that did natural births and like props to them those contractions hit. I was like, hit me with the epidural. I'm ready. Stick so you it went in, my in back. thinking you were still going to do it. I went in. So maybe a month before birth, I was like, I'm going to do it natural. And then like every day that got closer to the, like the, the delivery date, I was like, I'm open. <laughs> when right. It's getting feel, scary now. When you feel how heavy this child is inside of you and you're like, okay, the baby has to come out and like I have you guys seen these? This is like a TikTok trend where like men strap a watermelon to their stomach, yeah, yes. or like they wear like a, a backpack with a watermelon in it and just try to like live for a day. And they're like, I can't do it. Yeah. Towards the end, it's heavy. You have like an eight pound child in you, right? It's like a heavy, it's, you know, you're walking around and you feel it and your back hurts. And so that's what, so as I got closer, I was like, you know what? I'm open to it. Let's just see how it goes. I'm going to do as long as I can until I need it. And then those contractions hit. I think I was like four centimeters dilated. I think you want to be like 10 centimeters (gasps) dilated for like birth. Mm -hmm. Um, So like before the halfway point, I was like, I need the epidural and I felt like it took forever for them to even like come. It was probably like 10 minutes. But I was like, get it. So you were in. Yeah, dying. You, it's, it's, like, it's like the most intense cramps that you've ever felt. Oh God. But I will say the thing that really comforted me was like just thinking about life and realizing that like we're all here because people gave birth to us. And mm-hmm. ev- like so many women for generations have been able to do this, have been able to like give birth and women are very strong. And I was like, okay, I can do this. This is something I can do. And it's not easy pushing a child out. Um, but it's also not like the worst thing ever. And as for the body changes, I think I just, um, embraced it. Like, I think I, it was just sort of, once you have a baby, like this, like newborn that depends on you for their life, you're not thinking, oh, my stomach's not flat. Like, it's just, it's really the last, it's, you sort of have this like pre-pregnancy vanity that just disappears Mm -hmm. and you realize that like you have a purpose that's so much bigger than looking Mm -hmm. a certain way and like by the way like your baby nor your partner hopefully um doesn't care what size you are or that you're in like you have to wear like disposable like underwear for like weeks after you're bleeding i mean it's it's intense um but if you have a good partner they're they're just so in awe of like right. what you've done. Like, oh my gosh, you like pushed our child out, you know? So a beautiful kind of, child. Yes. It gives you like this kind of like superhero like yes. dimension where you're like, oh, okay. That's I so cool. Oh my God. Built this yeah. child inside of me. Yeah. Like to term and like push this child out. out. Like I grew this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a level of like power and confidence that I don't know that like a great pair of jeans or like a blowout can give you. Yeah. Yeah. I also just want to say, because I remember talking to, uh, I'll, I'll say it, my sister who I love very much. And she had a C-section and mm-hmm. she was in labor for like 30 something hours. Wow. And then they said the heart rate is slowing down. Nothing. So we have to do a C-section and she started bawling Aww. because all she wanted to do was be able to push it out because, you know, that's like the mark of a woman Mm -hmm. to some people. And that's such a mistake because I think like vaginal birth is put on this pedestal Mm -hmm. and like, why? Like you just want to do what's best for the child. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout out the moms who do it that way too. Yeah. Um, However you do it. 
Yeah, but it's amazing. Like literally, do you feel like a super like I'm looking at you and you were telling that story and I'm like literally getting goosebumps yeah. like wow, you made a human. That's pretty yeah. crazy. It's definitely very empowering, I think. And I think when I think about things that are hard or difficult, it's like okay, you've been through like childbirth, so I have a question. Yes. I was just talking to the guy I'm seeing about this last night. What is the first day back like? First oh, you day mean back. You're talking about sex? No, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, first day back from no, 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 so what? The first, <laughs> sorry, the first, sorry, I, I should clarify the first day back with the baby because we were both talking about like what is it like when you come home? Oh, and, oh, and you have like, a human. Oh, ah, like what do I yeah. do with you? I can't drop it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I gotta be scared. Yeah, first of all. If you gave birth in a hospital or even like some sort of like home birth, some people give birth at home, which uh, that's amazing, like in their bathtub. That's great. Um, for people listening that are moms that have given birth someplace where there are people that work there, they're like angels. Like they teach you how to change a diaper. Like you're there usually for oh. at least one night. Like that's where I learned how to change a diaper oh, from, the, that's so cool. from the nurses at Lenox Hill, you know, wow. and they're like, this is how you burp the baby. A lactation consultant comes in and they show you, okay, this is how you latch. This is how you breastfeed your baby. There's a lot of education that happens in those like first two days days like hands-on education that's like really beautiful they teach you how to swaddle a baby which is like honestly hard (laughs) um so there's like a lot of learning and then they give you your child and you sort of feel like okay like this it's it's like it's on me now like right you're a little nervous a lot of people that you know have money and access will hire a baby nurse I certainly know lots of people that did that I did not do that um I was like you know, my husband and I will figure it out and you're Googling and you're like, is this normal? And am I holding the baby right? Right. But you know, the thing also about newborns is like they sleep a lot. Mm. I spend a lot of time sleeping. So it's just like you have to keep them fed and breastfeeding is very difficult. Um, And I had lots of questions. I remember the first time I had to give him formula, like early on, I was like devastated. Yeah. Devastated. It felt like such a failure. But like when he had that bottle, he was so happy because he was like, (laughs) whatever breastfeeding, like, arrangement you had like it wasn't enough for me and (laughs) like this formula is giving me life so like thank you I can like calm down now and I was like oh and then I worked with a lactation consultant to like you know figure out the breastfeeding thing so it's a lot of emotion it's just a lot those first few weeks but it's yeah it's like you leave the hospital and you're like okay training wheels are off right here you are with your baby human to take care of also you mentioned breastfeeding and i know you love beauty yeah i have a good beauty tip for you tell me so you know how when your breasts okay i heard you know when your breasts get like chapped from all the breastfeeding and there's like a a nipple nipple cream cream. yeah so you can use the nipple cream as like a lip mask at night it has the same texture as Mm the lanolin it has lanolin in it oh okay yeah i've been i I bought it eight dollars on amazon wait yes i I put nipple cream on my lips every night oh my my god do you use earth mama it's a purple bottle oh purple bottle i'll get the brand and i'll is it it lamisil i have no idea okay (laughs) Yeah, nipple, nipple, cream. Out here putting nipple cream on her lips. I told you guys about the nipple cream. I, no, 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 yeah, no, no, nipple no, no, cream I don't recall that. Really? Yeah, it's great. Did, have Very you ever put it on your lips? Oh, definitely. Okay, so I, I thought oh, I was giving you some tips. Like chapped. Yeah. It's nipples great. Chapped, it's like a lip, lip mask. Chapped. Yeah. Smart. I'm highly considering getting a breast reduction. And what, my, what cup size are you? I am an H. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting when I hear women with large breasts have this discussion because I, my whole life, was like an A cup, maybe a small B, maybe. 
Then you get pregnant, your boobs get a little bigger. Then you're breastfeeding and your boobs get like huge. Yeah. And I would look in the mirror and I was like, this is it. Like I, <laughs> I literally want it. breast implants yeah. because like having like a full CD <laughs> mm-hmm. is like, especially if you've been flat chested your whole life, it's like such a vibe. You're like, oh my God. Ooh. I'll show you guys pictures after this, like the way my boobs were. Now they've like shrunk back to yeah. not not their glory that they were when I was breastfeeding. <laughs> but it's so interesting for me to hear from people that have been blessed with natural acids that want to reduce (laughs) ungrateful too blessed no i want to i'm like a so i have a very small torso so i'm like a 30 h i want to go down right i've got such a small little waist (laughs) and i'm an h so no they're too big they're too big i want to go down to like a full c maybe a d okay but the thing is um the route that i'll have to take is um your I feel like this is for all reductions, but I, I know particularly with this like anchor thing that they do, they have to move the nipple. So the nipple has to like come up. Um, oh. And with that, you can lose like sensitivity and also like potential to breastfeed. And oh. that is like my biggest kind of like oh, wow. concern. Like You didn't even tell me the breastfeed wait. part. Just you were wait. like, sensitivity, what am I going to do? Yeah, oh, well, I love right. getting my titties I'm, sucked. I, I, yeah, I'm particular about the sensitivity, but also like me and my mom talk about it. Yeah. I'm not like, yeah, mom, my nipple's getting sucked. I, we talk about like oh my gosh. breastfeed. You guys are turning me red because I feel like Brooke is like my big sister in my head who's very classy oh and you god. guys are over here talking Wait. about titties sucking. I know. When I said it, I was First like, oh my god, I shouldn't have said that. I what? felt it. I when felt I interviewed it. Wheezy from Horrible Decisions, she was like, you know, for very vanilla people like you. And I'm like, is this the vibe that I give off? You give off very like kind classy, of. which is great. You can be classy and nasty. Okay. Anyways, Miss Titty Suck Girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, sorry, just on your point on reductions, I know I know several women that have, have breast implants. I don't know if that's the same as a reduction, and they've been able to breastfeed very successfully. I've watched oh. about 20 YouTube videos. Yes. And, and they're leaning more towards being able to, to breastfeed. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you could even have difficulty breastfeeding without exactly. doing a reduction. So it's kind of like 100%. up in the air. But I, I definitely like fantasize, I think, about like, yeah. especially having such big breasts, like breastfeeding. Oh, Your yeah. Your child will love those. Yeah. I mean, and, but also <laughs> there's no correlation between breast size and no, milk supply. Of course, of no, course. but that's a lot of people think that. Yeah. And a lot of people, milk supply is just like such, it's like such a sensitive issue. It's like how much you can pump and how much you have. It's like this whole weird thing in the mom community that you don't learn about until you like become a mom. Um, oh. And it's a very like tense, fraught thing, breastfeeding. Which is why I love this new ethos around like fed is best. Like I think right. for a long time it was yeah. like breast is best. You want to breastfeed for as yeah. long as possible because mm-hmm. that's the best thing for you. Which is great if you can breastfeed. I loved my breastfeeding journey. I breastfed for about a year. It's a long wow, time. That's a that's long, long time. Yeah. Yes. Some people breastfeed for two years. Some people breastfeed for five years. Um, all that matters is that your baby is fed. That's yeah. really all that matters. I still remember my mom's breast milk. How wow. old are you? I think I was either three or four, but I remember oh. I remember being able to speak, and I asked for it, and she was like, "Okay, this is enough." What? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. If you're cut off. I remember being like, "Can I have some?" Oh my <laughs> and gosh. she was like, "No." Do, do you look? Do you look back at that time like fondly? Yeah, like yes, and like sometimes <laughs> even though 
yes, I like sit in my mom's chest sometimes. Right. Yeah, because I was like, gonna say it makes me wonder if you in that moment were like, oh, I really need this like nourishing thing that I need, or if it I was just, like, like that connection comfort thing. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever tried breast milk? And then we'll stop no. talking about this. Well, I'm saying I kind of remember the taste of it. <laughs> it's but like, like a little outside sweet. of that. No. I mean, no. you had to taste your own to like check it out. Or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've like tasted. I mean, I haven't like had like a couple <laughs> like i've yeah. tasted it on my finger yeah. cup of joe and yeah the little oh my God. little I had a friend milk. who was definitely like you can try it and i was like i'm okay you did it <laughs> oh, oh yeah it's also like a kink for people some people are like into i could definitely see like the dad being like okay it's my turn mama ah, i would hate that i would hate everything about that, that. that i did not have enough would... milk supply to go <laughs> around spare. like that like, like, spe- well yeah Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. No games no. with oh this gold. Yes, this oh liquid gold. <laughs> um, okay, did having a baby bring you and your hubby closer? Because I have heard from moms, like when I talk about how my womb is like thumping when mm-hmm. I see a baby, they're like, relax, enjoy your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not time yet. Definitely. I think it's so interesting. A child is like the product of love, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you and this person you love create something together and then you yeah. love that new person you've created more than you even love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to say who I love more, right? It's like, there's no like ranking. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely such a bonding experience. It's such a beautiful experience. But I could also imagine if you're not with the right person, mm. it like when people talk about having a baby to fix a relationship, I'm like, mm. yikes, how? Cause it's like, all hands on deck. There's like a lot of communication that needs to happen. I feel like if your relationship wasn't healthy, it would be, a baby would be like the worst thing you could do to introduce into your relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. What about, we talked about this earlier, raising a kid in New York. So we're all New Yorkers. Do you have any thoughts, concerns? Are there any things that you're thinking about? Mavi's going to be in the streets of New York. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we may move to LA, which will be interesting because I'm like such a New Yorker. Yeah, that's even more interesting. You're going to have an LA kid. I know, and I'm like, is, do you know is, how to have an LA kid? Is he gonna like want to be like a TikToker, and I'm gonna be like, right, no. right? Be like, mom, I want to be a house. creator. <laughs> I want to be a creator. I have like seven hundred thousand followers. Um, <laughs> that would be, you know, but like, whatever he wants to do, I support within reason. Um, LA is interesting. I don't know if we'll move back to New York. Right now, it's just like a space issue. I don't know if you guys have ever looked at like LA real estate. When you look at what you can afford in LA with your New York budget, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, a backyard and a pool and a view. And it's like very different. Um, But also like we we don't have a place yet. So for now, we're in New York. Um, I worry about diversity, definitely. I think about the school I went to. I was the first Mm -hmm. black girl at Spence. Like when I joined. You were the first? first? Not like ever in the history, but in my grade. That's still crazy. Yeah. I joined in fifth grade. There was one other black girl that joined with me. Shout out to Misha. Um, It was just her and I. And we were the first two black girls in the entire grade um, joining in fifth grade. And like that's not a great experience. And when I think about private schools in new york mm-hmm. um i would worry about that for him like i wouldn't want him to have that experience i think it's gotten much much better much much better i graduated high school in 2007 so i think it's gotten much better now um but i still don't think the private schools in new york are all that diverse yeah my niece is going to a private school tomorrow her first day of middle school mm-hmm. and like i'm really happy for her but also very nervous also you have a son and i i in my experience, mm-hmm. the private school experience is very different for a black girl mm. than it is for a black boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a black boy or a boy of color is, like, kind of cool. 
Right. Like he's like all the girls want him. Whereas like black girls, it was like you were just like a freak. <laughs> totally. We yeah, we we had a talk with some girls from my high your school. high school and they were all saying that. Like none but, of the black boys liked them and Oh wow. It, yeah. it that actually made me think about in how your son might identify if you've thought about that and maybe conversations you've had with your husband. He's Turkish. Yes. Right? Yeah. And comes from a very like robust culture. So yes. I'm sure maybe you've thought about Mavi embracing like both parts of him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean, we spent this summer in Turkey and like, I want him to spend all of his summers in Turkey. I don't want him to yes. be like, you know, if you guys watch the show Rami, I love that I love show. Rami. It's like I need to watch I love Rami. So yeah. for people that are listening, Rami is Egyptian, but very removed, right? From yep. his like actual, he's Egyptian, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We'll is Google it. We'll fact check. We'll okay. Get I can do a check. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, he, but there's like this episode where he like goes back home and it's this thing where he's like, I don't, I haven't been here in a long time and I don't fully speak the language. And like, I don't want that to be Mavi's experience. I want him to like grow up going to Turkey often and like knowing his Turkish family and like speaking the language. So my husband speaks to him in Turkish. Um, and we want to make sure that he, you know, spends ample time there to like understand the culture. But it's also interesting because it's my husband's like first, like, me nor my husband will totally understand his experience because he's going to be half black and half Turkish. So like, yeah. that's not something either of us know. Like right. I know what it's like to be black. He knows what it's like to be Turkish. So it'll be like navigating something. And I think all mixed race children have this unique thing where they have a totally different experience from both of their parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's weird. Like I'm black and my parents are black. So like we can talk about the black experience. So I want him to just my whole thing is like I want him to feel comfortable in any setting. I want him to be, yeah. feel comfortable if he's around all black people. I want him to feel comfortable if he's around all Turkish people. I want him to be like himself and like understand where he comes from. Yeah. I love that. And that's like, I feel like that's such an interesting point because my, I don't know if I ever told you guys, but my cousin who is, he's not biracial, but you know, my family is very like mixed up. So yeah. he definitely doesn't look black, but he went to Howard because he wanted to be around black people. He grew up in a white neighborhood in New Jersey and he said that they didn't accept him. And it was like a very interesting experience. Cause I yeah, feel like a Glenn. lot of times we talk about like black people in white spaces, but also yeah. thinking about black people, but like maybe yeah. not yeah. Yeah. Obvious black in black spaces. That's why I did a semester at Spelman. I was like, Oh my God, I need this experience. How was that? All black women. It was so lit. Like, <laughs> Have you guys spent time Spelman, Morehouse, Clark? Yes. We need to go to um, Homecoming. Yeah, we do. I went to Howard and I I did it like an alternative spring break. So you get it. There? You get it. The C-A-U or A-U-C, I mean? Yeah. Wild. Mad fun. Did I go to class? Like, I mean, I did. Like, (laughs) It was like party every day of the week and you meet so many different types of black people it was such a great experience for me my mom went to Spelman and she was like homecoming queen like she's like hardcore Spelman she wanted me to go to Spelman so badly when I got into Stanford one of the selling points is Stanford has had this exchange program with Spelman and Morehouse for like 50 years oh that's so cool cool. yeah so I was like okay I'll go to Stanford and then I'll do a semester at Spelman so I'll get like the best of both worlds and it was just so much fun I'm still like good friends with people I went to Spelman with that's so amazing I love I didn't know that at all me neither that's a great selling point you know I I try not to have you high schoolers or you know young people listening Listening. to this but at the same (laughs) time I'm like that's such an awesome experience yeah. or like if any of you guys know people that that could be something they could do that's amazing i had no yeah. idea yeah yeah do you know of Issa right because she also went to stanford do you know she if she did. did that program 
I don't know if she did that program. She was like a few years old. I think she was a senior when I was a freshman. I definitely knew of her and awkward black girl and like I stand. Was she doing she that? She was already making Stanford. that when she was in school. She no, she when she she was doing stuff like making content and stuff. God, I think so awkward cool. black girl started like maybe right after she graduated, but like yeah. And you know what's so weird? People tell me I look like her. Do you guys think so? Okay, you know what? I've been thinking about this when we started talking about Issa <laughs> yeah. Rae. I think it's because you both have like the cheekbones, mm, okay. and it's like a it's like a um, not East African look, but that's what I was thinking. Okay, kind of. People I think, think you think and her both Ethiopian. have that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't do you, know, girl. I can I even see like Issa Rae. <laughs> okay. I don't see Issa Rae, but I, I see like same region. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I have a question Cousins. for you guys. As black women, who are who are the people that people say you look like? Because I feel like is it ever really right? No, and it's annoying. Like I get nervous when like? people say, "You know who you look like." like? I'm like, Fuck, "Oh my god, who are you gonna say?" Yeah, who do people? So say So I love when people say things like Shade. Ah, I don't see it. I can see it. I can see it. That's my middle name because my dad had a dream that his daughter was gonna be Harry and look like Shade. Um, Harry too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, love Harry. I get Sade, I get Melanie Fiona, okay. and I get, Fiona. I've, I, when I was little, not when I was little, but when Cassie was hot, someone said that to me, and I know I don't look like her, she never <laughs> but I was like, yeah. oh, I, I look like Cassie. Yeah, 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 yeah. you should ride that wave. Yeah. I don't really get people, when I was younger, people would say I look like Sierra, which I don't see at all, but people always are like, are you Indian, mm. or like, I get Ethiopian, Eritrean, yeah. like that region all yeah. the time. Kind of like, I think it's the eyes. It's the like the large eyes. But yeah, I haven't gotten coined for anyone very often. It's more so people are just very curious <laughs> about my ethnic background. Yeah. yeah. People always tell me I look like their cousin or <laughs> their That's somebody. It. Literally like, you look just like, you got people in, in South Carolina. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't believe it. Like I, I get that. This voice All blended. the time. So literally all the time. That is hilarious. And when I was growing up, people used to say I looked like Keisha Cole for some reason. <gasps> Keisha Cole? I don't Keisha see Cole. it. I can see it. Your eyes. Your eyes. Your eyes. It's like cousins. I mean, we're all cousins at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. This is true. But <laughs> speaking of Issa Rae, speaking of Stanford, yes. she recently got married. Yes. And everyone online popped was, up married. Popped up married. Exactly what I was going to ask. Because everyone online is like, don't show your boo. Pop up married. How do you feel about that? Because we see a lot of your I, I don't know if I was following you before you guys were married, but we see a lot of, yeah. you know, your life. I see a lot of other People that I follow, their life, their partner. How do you feel about that? Should you pop up married? Um, only if you want to. If you want to mm. show every person you're hooking up with each weekend, <laughs> go off. Like, mm. I think you should do what you want and what feels natural and good to you. Um, I got married very young, like freakishly young. Like I was engaged when I was like 23. I was oh, going to ask oh, about that. that. Yeah. So would Wait, you advise that? Question. How was, tell us about that experience. For me, it worked. I think like we talked earlier um, about growing up in New York City. Like I would, I like I had dated a lot by the time I'm done. (laughs) And I felt ready. It was right for me. Now, if you've only had like, I don't know, one boyfriend, like maybe 23 is too young for you. So I think it's very personal. I've always felt much older than my age. My Mm -hmm. husband's 11 years older than me. So it like works for me. Um, If. Yeah, I don't know. It's like hard. It's hard to like go back in time and think like, would I like share photos and like share things? I think if it felt right and it felt natural, then yes. Yeah. Did you see the tweet? Oh, I'm sorry, Glenn. No, go ahead. There's this tweet that's been going around like, 
I love it here. Like, y'all just starting to give me little clips of your man. Yeah. First, I get a fingernail. Yeah. Then I get a full hand. Yeah. Then I get an arm. And I think it's kind of funny. I think, like, I'm that rolling culture my is, like, fascinating and, and it's interesting. And But the thing is, to each his own. I don't think do it because you have some paranoia that, like, someone's going to come and steal your man or something weird like that. But, like, if you want to kind of, like, slowly... You know, do like a man reveal for the interweb. But your, is your man a marketing tool? You've been posting and your man a lot more. I've been like because he's my you. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I saw you guys at the U.S. Open looking yeah. very cute. Oh, thank you. And also, like, I will say I don't tag him. Uh huh. I'll mm. say that because you I, want you don't want people in his DMs. I don't want people in his DMs. <laughs> I he's. He's already getting people in his DMs and and he's so not a social media type person. But one of my best friends, Bernard James, shout out to him. He threw a big party and my boyfriend went, he posted a picture, tagged my boyfriend and all these girls were saying crazy things like, oh, his fingernails are clean. That's the type of man I need. Why are you zooming into his fingernails? It was very strange. So women do these things. I don't. He's taken. Everyone knows that. Did these women know he's taken? Yes. They've seen me at Dumbo House with this man every day, all day. That's That's different. They know. But I just don't, I just, I don't know. I think it's weird. I think if you're like living with someone, if you're in a serious relationship, how do you hide that? Yeah. Yeah. That I think is different. Unless you're using it as a marketing tool. They're starting to date. And yes, I don't. Yes. To, yeah. Even if it's someone that you're just with for the weekend, if you feel compelled to share that, like go off. I, I think that there's this weird thing happening on social media where people have this like inflated sense of, okay, here, I'll, I'll explain it this way. Have you ever watched someone else go through Instagram stories? They're going like this. Yeah. Click, 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 click. No one's not watching. Click, click, click next, you know? And I think people, they'll upload something, they'll listen to what's in the background, they'll zoom in on this. And like they think that everyone's looking at them with this like really intense critical lens. And most people aren't like clocking your life like that. Yes. Like 99 99- stories. Close. Okay, hold on. Yes and no. Yeah, can, can I? I need I to do. give you an example okay. of people being weird. I have literally had someone dm me a screenshot of me and a guy i'm seeing in the pool together okay and say looks like you are having a hot girl summer and this was in somebody else's story and i think and it they was just in, happened to be in the background it was either in but that was your friend it was either someone else's story or i'm no. like was someone taking a picture of me somebody okay, was posing so, and you were in the background okay so i'll take that back so okay i have i have and we said we would talk about this later. I have people that like are very over familiar with me and they think because I share everything online that they like are in my life. So yes, some people are that way, but I'd say that's the extreme, extreme. minority. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like out of every hundred people, maybe there's like one person like that, which is like 1% of your audience. Yeah, this is true. But I also think you have like a bigger presence and it's like a wide range of like people that like know you actually and like think they know you whereas like have you ever i feel like i have this all the time where people are like shade you live in mexico mm-hmm. and it's like because you just see when i post when i'm in mexico but like i actually am not there it's mm-hmm. like very strange like yeah. how people perceive you so i think at least for someone like me i feel like i'm gonna be a little more like subtle people have already picked up like oh yeah you're seeing that guy who you're in with mexico i was like what the like how but don't you guys yeah. also think that's because we're podcasters i think there's something about ah. like we're in people's ears right so there are people yeah. that are listening to this now that listen to you guys week after week and have been doing so for years now right so yeah. like they they do know you it's not that they think they know you they, true. they know you yeah 
That's an interesting point. You can put point. two and two together very quickly. I I also want to ask about that because you share a lot on Instagram, but it's not like like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I know everything about you, but like like you're so mysterious in some ways, but like it's a lot. Like how do you pick what you're sharing on Instagram, mm-hmm. what you're keeping private? I would say that the people that probably like know me best that I don't actually know in real life are people that listen to my podcast, right? Because that's every week. I've been doing it for five years and I talk about very like personal things on my podcast. So I'd say my podcast is like the like deepest level of intimacy. And I think there is just something so intimate about the podcast medium. I think about I, was, I listen to the read yes. every week and I have done for seven years. Wow. Like Kid Fury and Crystal, like I like in my head, like I They're know your them. friends. Like yeah. I see something and I'm like, oh, I know how they would react to it, right? Yeah. Because I've been listening to it. Break up with him, right? right. Break <laughs> up with him, sis. Like I've been listening to them for so long that I feel like I know them, and I think that there's something about the podcasting medium which I'm so attracted to, which is like just this like feeling of like you get to know someone by hearing them speak over and over again. So yeah. there's that, and then I think you know Instagram is great. Social media in general is great. It's a visual medium, so mm-hmm. there's an added layer of like you can show your life. Um, I don't think deeply about what I share. I just share. Um, yeah. Maybe I should think more more critically about it. Um, I love your IG. Yeah. Do you ever, as a podcaster, feel like you have to? be mindful of what you are saying like mm. whether it's like an opinion mm. or like because I literally just had a thought how <laughs> deeply you go into a topic mm. or like like how is that because mm-hmm. like you do share a lot on your podcast as well so like how do you kind of so pick and choose? I love I, I feel like I can talk about anything on my podcast because there's context there I was just having this discussion about um fillers and I, even though I did my under eye filler, it wasn't something that I ever wanted to show on Instagram because I feel like it was this thing where people would just see a snippet of it yeah. mm-hmm. and just see like the needle going in and just think like, I rather have sit across from my doctor and talk about the process, what you should look for, like have a fully informed discussion about getting under eye filler than just like show it mm-hmm. because then I think that makes people like feel like, okay, now I need to do it. And like, Oh, she's doing it. And like, what else is she injecting into her face? And then it becomes this whole thing. Right. So there are things like that where I, I think sometimes the visual without context can actually be harmful when it comes to like beauty discussions. Um, and then just in general, beyond my podcast, I have had the great experience of when is this coming out soon or soon-ish. soon? Okay. Soonish. Um, right now we are living in like the week that Donda and CLB have come out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Certified lover boy. And I have had the experience of literally so many people coming at me in DMs that I actually got so annoyed. Cause mm. you were posting that you were listening to them. Yeah. Can I, am I, is it okay for me to just talk about this yes, topic? That's not about it. Outlined yes, at all? This is the group chat. Literally. Okay. <laughs> First. So I guess within the same day, I happened to get a new package from Skims. And my friend Tahira wrote this story that said, like, Kim Kardashian, like, personally offends me, but I wear skims. And I shared that story because I was like, I can relate. And then that same, again, this is last weekend. You said, I remember this. You were like, but Kim does not personally offend me. Yes. And then even that was an issue because people were like, of course, Kim doesn't offend you because (gasps) anyway. Someone was like, you're like a Jack and Jill black. You're a Jack and Jill black person. We're going to get into it. We're black person. And Somebody I was like, wow. wrote that to you? That's oh, wild. Yeah. Oh, like not even guys, anonymous? No, I don't like, of course, it's like a like private a account. Page? Oh, okay. oh I don't my know. God. But people Very were bold. coming at me left and right. Then 
enter the white women in my DMs being like, my heart is broken. It's <laughs> like, what? The fact that you're sharing this like Donda album, like Kanye worked with an abuser on this album. And like, if you care about women or like the survivors of sexual abuse at all, you would never, ever listen to this album. Right. So in background for people that don't know, Marilyn Manson is on a song, GL Part 2, a song that I always skip. Not that it really means anything because it's drop in the bucket. DaBaby is also on that song. People were like, he worked with like a known homophobe. Okay. So what I have to say to the white people in my DM saying it's shameful that you're listening to Donda. If you're a hip hop fan, you live in a space of nuance. Like I am a hip hop fan. Tupac literally served jail time for rape. Wow, I didn't even know that. He absolutely did. Now, yes, yes. <laughs> now, that that doesn't make it okay, of course. Right, right. But if I put changes on my Instagram story, no one would be like, "You're canceled." Right. But because Kanye West did us, and and I don't think it's right that Kanye West did it. He was trying to have this like grand narrative about redemption, and you, right, right, which, right. Uh, faulty narrative. Uh, you shouldn't have worked with this man. It's not a good look. Yeah. But as a hip hop fan. You're going to have to contend with some people that aren't 100%. I mean, Elvis Presley, what, like married like a 14-year-old. <laughs> David Bowie was like having sex with teenagers. If you're going to play this like game of like, oh, this person has done things that are wrong, you have to, you better see that all the way yeah. That's through. That's the energy. And That's does true. it feel weird when it's white women pointing out things about black men? Mm. yes mm. well and to add a layer to that coming to a black woman so right. i was talking to um christy rutherford about this and she said when white women come in my dms her response is you need to sit and think about what it was that made you feel comfortable coming to me with this mm. because there's a lot of policing going on right it's like okay you felt the need to go out of your way to police me for what i'm doing and i personally don't think you were going to listen to kanye west anyway you weren't going to mm. listen anyway Right. So and it just becomes this whole thing where it's like if you're going to like cancel someone because they've worked with someone that's problematic, you're going to have to like really reevaluate, like even going into the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Like, yeah, shit. And keep that same energy with your white counterparts. Exactly. Are you talking to the to the white men in your life? Right. That are like. I don't know, working at very problematic companies. You're probably not. And and to the point about people saying I was canceled mm. for wearing skims. Okay. That's so wild. Wild. I feel like all the girls are talking about how they wear skims. Well, it's it's, this girl have an like, expectation of you. This girl was not allowed to wear skims yeah. in peace. Um, <laughs> of course, what Kim has done in terms of mimicking black women to increase her popularity is problematic. And I don't Mm -hmm. appreciate it. I think that Kim could actually do a lot more to amplify the voices of black women. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to see some like senior black women at skin. There's, there's a lot I would like to see from Kim and she probably won't ever get there because I don't know that her politics and my politics align. That being said, if you're criticizing me for wearing skims and like you're shopping at Zara that's what I was going to say. Right. Then Okay. And then maybe you're like, oh, I don't wear fast fashion. I'm a luxury girl. Okay. Chanel, like Coco Chanel was a Nazi sympathizer. Mm-hmm. Period. Correct. So it's like, it's just that. like, once you get into this you know. game oh. and, and here, and that's also the thing, right? The more you learn, the more you're like, I literally can't support or buy anything. Anything. Right. I can't Boy listen bag. to anything. I can't buy anything. And so that's why I just think it's like this very like, of course we should hold people accountable. Of course we can vote with our wallets. But I just think 
this idea of like canceling someone for like wearing something or listening to something is like a very slippery slope and it's very difficult to maintain that consistency. You're not always yeah. going to be like this picture perfect person who can like I don't listen to anything but gospel, but only gospel by right. the men that aren't sketchy. Like, wh- right. like I'm like, even in gospel, right. says, exactly. yeah, I'm like, it's a lot like, of suspense. It's like, what are you going to do? Okay, I, I, sorry, I need to hit certain questions. I'm sorry, man. I'm very I have curious. a burning question. Okay, okay. go. Oh, it's burning? Go. Kind of. Go. Yes. Okay, I bet it's on, okay. I was just, I want to go all the way back. To Jack and Joe? Oh, no, I wanted to ask about when you met your husband yes. and I heard you use the rules. Oh, that was next, girl. Look at that. Yay. Okay, yeah. Tell us like, about it. A little birdie. S- speaking of getting, like, canceled. <laughs> right. Oh, my god, That book is very, like, they say antiquated. I haven't read it, so I don't very know. Very antiquated. It definitely, like, leans on, like, gender stereotypes. Yeah. But yeah. it is what I believe in. <laughs> so, I don't know. People may not like so that. Okay, said. speaking of truth. The whole truth. idea of the rules is, like, basically, like, you never pursue, you, you're never the first to call. You're never the one to initiate plans. So, like, if it is a, they say, like, after after Wednesday, you don't accept dates for the weekend. So, like, if someone on Thursday is like, oh, are you free Saturday? You say, no, I have plans. But you don't say, no, I have plans. But, like, Thursday's good or, like, next mm-hmm. weekend's good. Like, you just, like, leave it at that. And then they want, then they're like, Very oh, mysterious. If, if I want to get on her schedule, like, I better, like, get my act together. And, right. like, huh plan a little sooner so it's like this whole idea of like and this is like a very problematic analogy but i'll just share it here on the podcast because i feel like this is a safe space (laughs) the analogy that they give in the book is like met and again this is like this is like this is like heteronormative gender stereotypes i'm very cognizant of this but they're saying like they take the trope of like men that enjoy hunting right that men will spend like all day like out in the wilderness with like their boots on like hunting for a deer to kill a deer. And that's like this big triumph when they like kill the deer. If you brought a dead deer to someone's doorstep, they would be like, what is this? Even though it's the same deer. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So, so the analogy is basically like, don't rob the person of the, of the thrill and like fun of pursuing you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that by making yourself too available, you sort of like remove that. I also think, it's like you don't do if you don't like someone, you don't like just do the rules to do the rules. Right. right. And like you don't like it's not like you alter your personality. But I think it's this idea that like when we're together and we're in person, I'm going to be affectionate. We're going to have fun. And then when we're not together, goodbye. Like there's no like Presuming. texting. There's no like, hey, I miss you. I'm thinking about you. It's mm-hmm. like let them reach out to you. Like I don't believe in like the, the texting every day. I believe uh-huh. in the like if you want to spend time with me, then like let's make a plan. Or you make a plan for us to be together in person. And if yeah. you are watching this, you see my jaw dropping, my <laughs> eyes bulging out. I have I have a couple questions on this. Yes. My first is this takes a lot of discipline, I would yes. imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Because like I'm kinda like freshly dating someone and I'm like, I wanna be around you all the time. But you have well, so one, I think it weeds out people that aren't like serious. Um, and the person you're dating probably wants to be with you all the time as well. So if they feel that way, then they're going to reach out continually to like make that time together. But then do you feel like in this day and age, people don't want to come off too strong because like there is this kind of like narrative around like being a simp or whatever you want to call it. But Mm. that's why when you're physically together, you make it crystal clear that like you're into it. Mm. There's no like coldness when you're physically together. It's like, I, I love seeing you. I love hanging out with you. I can't wait to see you again. That all happens when you're like physically together. But then when you're like not physically together, you don't need to like do the most. 
And then my second question is, does this then translate to kind of like traditional roles in the relationship being like the guy pays, the guy uh, has to yeah. like uphold mm. certain quote unquote chivalrous standards, chivalrous standards. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'll ask you guys a question. How do you feel about women proposing? Hell no. Could not be me. Not for me. <laughs> but. Shada, you a lie. You're not proposing to nobody. No, no, no. I'm not. But I, I, I'm not like. I'm so torn about this, right? Because I feel like. No, but like, why not? Because for me, it's just like. Like you want. It's, it's in a man's nature. Like they have to want you more. Like it should always be that the guy loves you a little bit more. I think. See, yeah, that I don't. That I don't agree with. And I think <laughs> Sorry, that's my babe. that's my challenge. It's like I feel like it's ingrained in my mind to believe that that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. But there's also this part of me that's like, but why? Yeah. So a lot of this is conditioning, which is why I, like I acknowledge that this is like anti-feminist at its core. Like right. everything about the rules is like leaning on these like age-old stereotypes about how gender should interact with each other. That being said, I personally think I would not be the one to propose um, because I think that it's a very serious decision. Yeah. And I think it, I think men's maturity levels are different. Yes. And their like willingness to take on that responsibility to say, this is someone I want to spend the rest of my life with that. It takes them like longer to get there Mm -hmm. than it takes for a woman that, that I could totally. So it's like, just let them get there on their own. That's interesting. Okay, I my don't last... even think it's all social conditioning. I think it's partially socially con- conditioning. Sorry. But I also do think some of it is natural. Yeah, but I feel like if you lived in a world where you did see women proposing and it was kind of like this mutual thing, it wouldn't necessarily be so taboo. But we just don't really see it. I my think mind it... the whole time would be like, oh, he didn't actually want this. I forced it. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that there always has to be a conversation first like even if the proposal no what. comes yes. as a surprise right. yes. so it doesn't feel like you you have just to know decided I'm that i'm about to be your wife and you now my yeah, wife exactly, yeah that's right yeah, it's that's like right. not on some stuff like that which i think it maybe traditionally had been yeah no you should have a conversation before you get on it's like me. they made the choice yeah. yeah but um this makes me think of something we've been talking about in the group chat a lot um if you're living with someone a, a man pre-marriage mm-hmm. who should pay the rent Okay. Again, I think I'm very abnormal in that my husband and I did not live together until we were engaged because I was living in London. He was living in New York. So it was this thing where it's like, if you're going to like change, like move to a different country and change your job, I'm not doing that for like a boyfriend. Right. That's you fair. Know? But then did he have to pay the rent? Well, we were engaged. So I moved into his place. So yeah, like he continued to pay the rent. It was his, like I moved into his place. But there was place. no like... We're going to split the rent. She moved into his place. No. Been paying rent. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just the new. <laughs> now you, you have an addition. Like, any bills? Okay. That's fair. No. <laughs> Love to hear it. We've been talking about this a lot. Okay. My okay st- so what, what do you guys think? I, I am okay, so by the, by the way, by this. Take on bills. Like, I would buy groceries for the house. And, like, right. You're still you adding. Know, I would still like, oh, let my treat for dinner. Like, it's not this thing where it's like. I'm never going to yeah. put in my wallet. Like, right. right. But not in any major the way. The rent I was conversation also is complicated. 11 years younger, so yeah. Yeah, continue. the rent conversation is complicated. It's depending on like where your finances are. This is a little bit different from the rent, but okay, the guy I'm seeing, he consistently has been taking me out to dinner and we kind of were all drunkenly hanging out together and I was like, oh, I'm going to take you out to dinner. And he Aww. was like, 
wow, like that meant so much. You to should him. do that. And it That's was like cute. But I literally had to talk to my friend about it. Like when, when did you start like paying? Is this something you consistently do, or is it like a special moment? Because like I feel like for him as the man, he wants to say, "I yeah. want to take you out." I think it's really sweet to do it like when you're dating someone just to be like, babe, I've got it. Or even just like to plan the whole night. Yeah, like I'm right. going to pick the restaurant. Right. I'm going to like pick you up in the Uber. The night's all on me. That's cute. But if it feels special, you yeah, go to dinner cute. like, and they're consistently paying, does it then become one day like now we are splitting the dinner? Um, I was talking to one of my friends about this and he was just like, you know, it's like it, you fall into like a, a routine with each other. So like you get the dinner or, like, I get the dinner, and then maybe if we go out someplace after we go to the movies, she just gets the tickets, like, very casually. Yeah. There's a difference between a $100 comes... dinner and your $30 movie tickets. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't feel that way if you're, like, in a long-term relationship. I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. But also, okay, I have another question. What about dating a guy that makes less money than you? Right. So I believe in that scenario, that person should take you to dates within, we're speaking of it, about a heteronormative relationship, his means. Okay. Yeah. So... It could be a guy or a girl. Whoever's taking you out, if they aren't making a lot of money, like Central Park is beautiful. Like I think we would, if someone showed up with like a blanket and like a thoughtful, like within their budget, like cheese and like, I don't know, basket of grapes that's not that expensive. Like we would be like, that's really sweet and yeah, thoughtful. thoughtful. I don't think most people aren't that materialistic. I think yeah. I think what we care about is like thoughtfulness. Thoughtful. Yes. I think the Met. The plan. Free, yeah, it's free, to, it's free to go to most museums in New York. Okay, let's go to the show. Then we're going to go walk, do a walk down the High Line, watch Sunset. Like that's cute. Yeah. But just about I, the thought, I think. It's not like, oh, let me take you to Nobu and yeah, where I've taken every other girl I've brought. Yeah. <laughs> does, no. does Nobu have special meaning for so you? So my friend. Yeah, that was my big, my big birthday where I couldn't smile. Oh, <laughs> it was okay. like, You'll have to Should I tell the, it? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell TV. you. I'll tell you at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. My friend and I talked about this. She makes about three times what her boyfriend makes. Okay. Wow. And like we Good both talked about like make making a decent amount of money. And she's getting her boyfriend all these gifts for his birthday. She gets him like these off-white or like these like really hard to find sneakers. Yeah. She wants to take him to Philippe Chow. She wants yeah. to do like all these things with him. And he literally was like, like no like I want you to sell the sneakers I don't like want all these things you can't match it and I don't maybe that might might have been like what it was like feeling spoiled but I think he was just like I don't do these things for myself so like you don't need to do them for me and we were joking because she was like I got the rich bitch gifts and I was like yeah because I'm the same way like what if it's my guy's birthday I want to get him like all this stuff but he just wanted to have like these experiences with her and she was like he very much lives within his means so like even though we go out to dinner often, like she's like, I'm over here buying Prada bags and shoes. Whereas like he is budgeting and a part of his budget is taking me out to dinner. Oh, that's really that's good. sweet. And that's I was like, guy. Oh, a concept, a budget. <laughs> yeah. It's just a budget. Okay. <laughs> we have to wrap up and I need to ask a few more questions. So we're moving on from the rules. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but Hot maybe topic. we could have a book club. Um, the term swirl, because you are in an interracial relationship. How do you feel about that term? Um, it's so interesting. Sometimes in like the recesses of my memory, I remember like being in like early high school and going to like NicoleBitchy.com and going to Bossip. Do you guys remember? Yeah, I loved Bossip and Media Takeout. 
media yes. takeout. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really, when you look back, very toxic websites. <laughs> very. Right? But I can remember seeing on Bossip like Swirl Love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, like the Swirl. All the time. They always said Swirl. They always said Swirl. Oh That's God, like the, like when I hear Swirl, I think of like Bossip being like in high school. Literally. Um, you know what's so interesting? Like when you're in, in when you're in an interracial relationship, it's like you don't think of it that way because you're just in it it's like someone may see you and your boyfriend chelsea and be like oh black love but like you guys aren't looking at each other every day being like black love i mean maybe you are sometimes okay. i look at him and i say this is revolutionary okay i love that <laughs> i do because um, i'm my a weirdo and i don't have that <laughs> moment of looking at each other and being like this is a swirl, a swirl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i mean people on the outside must see us i remember there was this really weird experience where i saw i was like tagged in this like instagram account that was like black women and white men. It was like, yes, a whole, that's a page. There's a page. It was a page. Yeah. And there were all these people commenting under it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is weird that's to me. Because yeah. I, it was like this thing where I was like, oh, now I can see how like external people perceive it. Mm-hmm. So I'm in it. So I don't see it that way. But there's certainly like cult, like things where I realize we're from very different cultures. But I think it's compounded by the fact that he's Turkish and he didn't grow up in America and he's 11 years older. Mm. So the example I always give is he like didn't know who Aaliyah was. <laughs> And I was like, I hope he knows now. Of course, now he knows. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm so. Is it? Is it because you're Turkish? Is it because you're older? Like, <laughs> you know. And he's like, she just never made her way there. There. I think if I was dating a white American, which I, and to be very honest, I've dated men of several different like backgrounds. I've never dated a white American man. I think it would be very different with that legacy of slavery. Mm. Um, so yeah. I guess to answer your question, like, great. Like, I think love who you want to love. Swirl is great. (laughs) Um, But I think because I'm in it every day, I don't like, I don't have this like conscious thing. Like I'm in an interracial relationship. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Last thing I want to say, because we have to wrap up, but Akon was recently talking about the death of Michael K. Williams, who played Omar in The Wire. He played Montrose. Love him. R.I.P. Such an incredible actor. Um, He played Montrose in Lovecraft Country. Um, anyways, Kanye, I mean, not Kanye, Akon said he isn't surprised because, quote, rich and famous people struggle more than poor people, end of quote. Um, and then he like recited more money, more problems. You mentioned earlier the Jack and Jill thing. I have been like debating this in my own weird head all day of like this idea of like the black bourgeoisie kind of being so out of touch. Like, how dare you say something like that? Yeah. How do you all feel about that comment? Um, I find that highly offensive. Um, I think about the like pyramid of needs when you don't have your basic needs met Mm. food and shelter. um, I think life is much harder. (laughs) So yes, of course you can be depressed in a mansion, but I think, um, your life is infinitely harder if you don't have food security and a home. So I don't quite know why he said that. Yeah. Weird. I'm, I don't love the statement. (laughs) I would love more context because I do struggle with this conversation around like black people with money. No, the quote unquote, like struggle Olympics. Like, Mm. and, and I don't, and, and I, I use that term loosely, right? Because like you can't equate someone who has like, tons and tons of money with someone who literally to your point Brooke like food insecurity housing insecurity right however I don't particularly like when people try to say like well you grew up like with 
two parents, but like you didn't have money, but then I had one parent and I did have money, but you don't know what it's not like mm-hmm. to not have a dad. It's like, I, like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like everyone has a different, like, or you grew up and you were queer, but I grew up and I'm black. And like, what's worse being white and queer or black, whatever. I, I literally don't know. Like we can <laughs> do this whole scale thing, but like, I feel like it's so hard to say. So I think he's kind of trying to give like this context around the fact that like, just because you have money doesn't mean you necessarily have happiness. He probably has a lot of trauma. I don't know what his childhood was like, but knowing he's, he's from Flatbush from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing where he comes from, I'm assuming it wasn't necessarily like white picket fence experience. Again, an assumption you could come from Flatbush and actually have a white picket fence, but a lot of that trauma might be brought into his adulthood and money does not fix that. So I think that that could be maybe what he's alluding to, but just yeah. needed to use the 150 characters much better. Yeah, it was it, he was stopped by TMZ. I just it just made me think about like being out of touch, like being so having so because, you know, Akon's like building like his own city. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Being he has a lot of money being like so out of touch. And you come from this continent where I mean, it, obviously it's all over the world, but like. There is a lot of poverty. Right. And you're saying that there's poverty that like I can't even imagine living through and you're making those kinds of comments. Of course, I'm not saying cancel him. I'm literally just for the sake of having a conversation like that statement was so jarring to me. I think that's the, the interesting part is to like the did he, cause did he say famous as well? Um, it was famous. rich and famous. People struggle more than the poor. Oh God! <laughs> the end is the thing that had me fucked up. Struggle, struggle more, more than, than the poor. The poor. Yeah. Just how about just saying they struggle as well? That that, yeah, that I, 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 well. I was ready to say we okay, agree. yeah, because I think mm-hmm. fame has to be very fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. very confusing. Losing your sense of like reality, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So I recognize that, but yeah, now that. No, no, no. That's a no. That's a no. Well, Brooke, we are shout out to Dave for not killing us, but yeah, sorry. Thank you. Um, we are well over the time, but <laughs> literally, I have so many more questions. I could ask you questions all day long. Please come back. You're welcome. Literally anytime. Oh, this was so fun. Yeah. So thank you for joining the group chat. Of course. Girl. So happy to be here. Thank you. Guys. Oh wait, wait, wait. Before you leave, where can people find you? Oh. And is there any? tea you want to spill any secrets anything you have coming up (laughs) no i'm celebrating five years of naked beauty i can't believe it so definitely listen to naked beauty new episodes every monday wherever you listen to podcasts and i have a beauty account naked beauty planet which is where i post all my beauty stuff and then if you want to like follow my personal account and see like pictures of my baby and stuff that's (laughs) brooke devard so this was so much fun i really appreciate you guys thank Thank you you. what would you do okay ladies um this week's What Would You Do? I really wanted to have Brooke on, but we were like going over because this would have been perfect for her. This is a story that I heard from someone, um, allegedly a stylist, a hair, a shampoo girl had a very bad odor coming from her vaginal area. And Every time she was like washing people's hair, they were complaining like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, She was ultimately let go from work because like it just wasn't stopping. Wait, let go, not put on like leave. Maybe she just needed some antibiotics. Oh, there was allegedly a whole conversation about like, you should go get this checked out like multiple times and it still wasn't working. Clients were saying they weren't going to come back. So they weren't going to come back. Yes. (laughs) I know. So I'm like, what would you do in that situation? Like, 
if you had to have this conversation with someone and be like, yo, like imagine if you were like their boss, coworker, or yeah. something like, or yeah, it's your boss. Like, how do you tell someone like that they have this odor, whether it's like a vaginal odor, any odor? I mean, a vaginal odor is literally usually like, girl, you need to go to the GYN. Checked, yeah. If it was underarm must, that'd be easier. Like, oh, girl, <laughs> um, I know it's hot outside. It can be hard. You should try this. I've been trying to do this natural deodorant thing, but I've been musty some days. You know, I found this really good clinical strength thing. You should try it. Or or you can tell them like they're musty in like a funny way. It always has to be pre- pre- like preceded by a girl. <laughs> you're a little like musty That's always today. how you say you want to give someone advice. Like, girl, your man is cheating on you. Girl. girl. Right. It's not a joke. Damn, not the must, but the must from below, and like it's and affecting your sick. business. That's yeah, the thing. it's affecting your business is the thing, and it must be a very intense smell because right now we're in COVID, people are wearing masks. Exactly, that's what I was wondering. Oh no, this was pre-COVID. This was pre-COVID. Oh, it's pre-COVID. Okay, mm. even still, there's so much going on when you're getting your hair washed. That's really sad because, like, it's sad, yeah, yeah, there's a lot because if you think about it, usually when I'm getting my hair washed, I smell the shampoo. Exactly. There's right. so many other good your head's scents all back there's your water. head is up, right. it's not like your head it's not like you're getting your the back of your hair braided Which and your head isn't your coochie. i that was my experience as a kid this woman used to put my head between her legs like she'd be sitting on the couch and she put my head down and braid the back of my head and my parents told me this recently that i used to always say it smells bad between her legs every single time she braided my hair every oh my time God, i no. still remember it too actually it was not good Okay, this is not funny because I kind of feel bad even laughing, but like I get it. It is kind of funny. There's a video with this little boy and his grandma's braiding his hair and he's like, Grandma, you stink. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's really cute. And here's, it's she's just telling the truth, but here's where I'm confused though. Because I I will not lie, I've had BV. I've had it a few times. It it's not a good smell. And like you you smell yourself, I right. think, sooner than anyone sm- or at least I hope sooner than anyone smells you so I'm just kind of like how are you out here like what are, what's going on like do you not smell it or you do smell it and you're just like I don't know what to do about it okay to give some real advice okay because this is a very tough one because you're the person's boss but it's affecting your business so I think I would just call a meeting with mm-hmm. the person and I would say like you're really incredible at what you do we value here um but we've been getting some complaints and I wanted to bring it to your attention, um, not only as your boss, but also as someone who cares about you. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be necessary to visit the doctor for um, a smell. OK, some now people have been complaining about. Um, and frankly, I'm a woman, too. I've had it, too. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. But maybe just check out the doctor. Um, I'm going to give you a week off to kind of deal with it and come back when you're ready. Thank you, Miss Chelsea. Nice, Chelsea. It's been a week. I've gone to the doctor. I come back. It still smells. Now what? It feels so bad to let somebody go for that. You know? Yeah. It feels fucked up. Did they really go to the doctor? I, Usually I just, the smell would go away in like right. maybe like two days after getting like a medication. I'm wondering if it's another type of hygiene issue. Mm. Oh, I don't know. This is a or very maybe- awkward one. Yeah. Maybe they need to put in some AC in the in because sometimes hair salons are very hot with all the blow dryers. Okay, maybe. Okay. So maybe it's not like a, a an infection. Maybe it's just like must. Maybe they they just get a uniform for everyone with like a very nice loose pant, <laughs> dead ass, or a skirt. Yeah, 
Mm, Maybe not cotton. a skirt, <laughs> but <laughs> like a pant that's not giving a lot of pressure on the area. Maybe. Listen, ladies, we're this is good. This might be helping someone. <laughs> Try the first step and then write <clears throat> yes. back to us if there is, you know, more things needed. How about that? <laughs> no one wrote this. Someone told me this story. <laughs> Oh, and then the story. What did the person do? Yeah, I told what? you they let the person. The person ended, ultimately got let go. That's so sad. Yeah, can the person That's sue? Sad. I wonder. I feel like they could. I maybe feel like you can't let someone go for being stinky. Actually, maybe Once they have could. like a hygiene policy. Yeah, because like, like a lot, but a lot of times, like you have to like be presentable. Like you can't come to work with dirty clothes, you know, right. with like stains all over your clean clothes nails and, and shit like that. Mm. But what you put in there something about odor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing it's at so this, fucked up. this I'm person. So sorry. I'm laughing at Glenn. Um, <laughs> well, I wanted to present that to you because when this was story was presented to me, they literally asked me, what would you have done? And I was like, girl, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. They could also, you know, <laughs> I mean, as much as I told the woman, that my parents, that, that woman, I didn't like the way it smelled. I still kept getting my hair done by her. I feel like people still gonna come. <laughs> Your parents <laughs> subjected you. They <laughs> <laughs> probably thought I was just being rude. I don't know. But like, I can't believe people stopped going for that. I mean, maybe it was that bad. I don't know. I'm like, maybe how long it's do that I, bad. Long I'm not enduring that for a full wash. It yeah. was yeah. that bad every time. Yeah. And yeah, I got to pay? Yeah, that's why. No, 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 that's no, no, no. So I can understand not coming back as a client, but damn, that sucks. Yikes. Well... <laughs> Luck. Yeah. If anyone else has a situation where they'd like to know what would we do, that that example was pretty bad. I feel like we didn't actually give any good advice. But what's the hard one? That's a tough one. Um, but email us at hello at black girls texting or DM DM us at black girls texting on Instagram, or you can message us on our YouTube called black girls texting we also i don't know if you can message on youtube but that was (laughs) good comment leave us a comment um (laughs) and patrons we love you guys oh we love our patrons but yeah that's a that's a tough one but damn yeah chelsea's still stumped well I i just feel very bad for like for stuff especially as it relates to the vagina i feel like women spend their whole lives trying to like make the vagina not have a smell and vaginas have a smell it shouldn't be a rank smell it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a bad smell but like it's it's a vagina it's it's not mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i don't know it's a tricky area the whole time i was thinking in my head she gotta stop fucking that man raw because he's busting at her fucking up her ph could be uh, could be could be maybe oh maybe gift her some um some pork acid suppositories yes but but again i don't think if it's consistent like that even go from after going to the doctor i don't think it's like the inner part of the vagina i think it's the outside part is musty well okay mm. we're, this is yes assuming it's bv stop fucking that man and have him nutting you because every <laughs> time every time he's gonna fuck your shit up i'm telling you this from experience take probiotics <laughs> probiotics yes those are very helpful lactobacillus but know. maybe yeah, no girl. more sugary drinks oh my gosh goodbye <laughs> bye. bye pray 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 for sis the luxus yeah <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.